Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Touch Football State of Origin podcast. Just like July 8, 1980 at Lang Park, this is State Against State, Mate Against Mate, sport's greatest rivalry. Lock it in your calendar. It's just around the corner. This is Touch Football State of Origin. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the State of Origin edition for this podcast. And thank you very much to Stevie Allen, the voice of rugby league. He's the man who you don't often see, but you do hear him ahead of the big grand finals, the big State of Origin. And we're pleased to have him as part of our opener. Thank you very much to you, Stevie Allen. Uh, we move on to the stars of the show. I've got to say this, uh, a doyen of rugby league. He has, or doyen of touch football, should I say. Uh, Tony Trag. good afternoon. G'day, Joel. How are you going? Great to be here. And looking forward to what's going to be a cracking Origin Series in 2021. Uh, looking forward to this. And most of you may be listening to this in your journey toward Coffs Harbour, where we are ready to take on the State of Origin. One more sleep, so only one more sleep for the Queenslanders, perhaps a chance to atone after that drubbing, absolute drubbing last Wednesday night. Or could New South Wales inflict further pain? Dean Russell, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joel. Tony, how great was last Wednesday night? Oh, wasn't Just it? give it to them. And yeah. hopefully we're going to do the same thing again this weekend. Yeah, I think I think we get to bat now, like we've declared at uh, at six for fifty. A little bit of a little bit of cracks in the wicket, the ball moving around, but we'll get to have a bat next week. Yeah, Hopefully. looking forward to that. And and we are doing this. So what we'd like to do, it is an informal podcast. There's no rundown. We're going to have a yak. And the reason we're doing that because many of you guys who are listening. You are commuting right now to Coffs Harbour. So uh, we appreciate you uh, allowing us to be part of your journey. Thank you very much. We're going to have a lot of fun here. It could go in any wild direction. But just to set the scene, Dean, if my research is accurate, which it often cannot be, uh, I believe New South Wales are going for eight in a row. Is that right? Yeah, eight state of origin titles in a row for our state. Uh, We've won... In 2004, and we're yet to be defeated, and we're hopeful to keep that going. So seven series in a row, and this will make eight. How many at Coffs Harbour? Has Coffs Harbour been a staple when New South Wales have host? No, this is the first time we've taken State of Origin to Coffs Harbour. We've had it in Port Macquarie before uh, Sydney. Um, a lot of the people probably listening will remember the mud bath we held here a, a few years ago where it absolutely teamed down, mm. and uh, luckily the council gave us permission to uh, play, but the fields were an absolute mud bath by the the end of it, and the, the general manager actually spent three days on a roller <laughs> after the Origin event, just rolling the fields back down to get them in some type of shape for council. Dean, what about the run that, in particular, uh, New South Wales touches had? Just every event, there's been another obstacle thrown at you. Every event. Yeah, well, we're planning for locuses <laughs> at uh, State of Origin, um, but like last week with that woman, I can't really say what I want to say about the woman who drove from Melbourne during lockdown through New South Wales up to Queensland and that just has thrown another little bit of a uh, hiccup at us because of COVID testing and making sure all our players and Queensland participants are all safe. Uh, Absolutely, Uh, but a big win in New South Wales, 50 points to six. Uh, Tommy Turbo, what what a show that was, Tony Trad. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's probably along with Nathan Cleary, the form player of the NRL, if not the best player right at the moment. Yeah. I especially love the way that Brad Fittler played him. Just said, let Tommy be Tommy. So he, he's a right centre, popped up at full back in the centre of the field, popped up at left, left edge, inside and outside Luttrell, and then back to right centre. And there's just not too many people in the game that could do that. So just unbelievable. He's a freak. Many, many people uh, have 
they know that I'm very, very strong of this opinion. I'm very, very strong of the opinion and that for those who love their rugby league, both the females and the males, touch football is, and I sincerely mean this, it is the greatest thing you can do in your development. I, I sadly uh, rue the fact I didn't do it as a junior. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So we've been really working really hard at Cronulla to get the good young rugby league players playing touch football. And rugby league in the Shire and, and to the greater Sydney East has never been strong as far as state championships is concerned. Well, I can tell you this, the under-11 state championships last week was won by Sydney East for the first time in a long time. It's always won by the Sydney West teams. And the reason, and I identified this, it was absolutely populated with these young touchies coming through. You're seeing it in first grade. I mean, Jaden Campbell. Uh, I play with Preston Campbell at Touch Football. Mm. More and more kids who are coming through, Reese Walsh, the more and more kids coming through who are dominating the highlights reels, they are touch footballers, both in the female and male game. Yeah, well, let me give you a perfect example. For me, as, as great as Turbo was, and he was brilliant, yeah. and, and Latrell was unbelievable. We know that. You know, I thought Tarek Sims was really hard-edged. The guy that stood out the most to me was Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai. Now, local Penrith Touch Junior. Yep. I've actually coached against him um, when he was, I think he made his debut with Penrith when he was about 15, maybe, yep. or 16. And stepped out on the big stage yesterday and just played like it wasn't Origin. Yeah. Just played like he was still playing at Tempe or down at the Kingsway. And I thought he was phenomenal. Like for a debut at 5'8", and the show and go... The early ball, the beautiful pass to Chris Parsons. That's touch football skills. Yep. We, we talk about Kalen Ponga. We know he's talked about Sean Johnson, Benji Marshall, Pappenhausen, all those big AJ names. AJ Brimson. 100%. And they deserve all of the highlights and the, the, the raps they get. But, geez, Jerome Luai arrived, I thought, last week. And that's just another poster boy for the crossover skills between touch football and rugby league. Just on that, Dean. So many of the people listening would know my role at Sportsbet, where I get on there and my ugly melon. By the way, that melon needs to lose a bit of weight. Uh, Somebody somebody on Twitter said, oh, has he been stung by a bee? Uh, I have been a little bit sick this week, but I do need to lose weight because I want to be playing at Link come the the State Cup later in the year. I've been playing on the wing due to the fact I have not been sick. But uh, in my role, I'm on there many, many times, but there are four games that count most to me. I want to nail the tip for the punters on the three state of origins and the grand final. Back to Jerome Luai. So last night my tip was, was last week, should I say, on the Wednesday night, my tip was uh, Latrell Mitchell to score at any time. Why? Last year, Stephen Crichton had a phenomenal season. This year, Matt Burton's having a ph- phenomenal season. Why? The common denominator, they're playing outside Jerome Luai. Who was playing outside Jerome Luai in the state of origin? Latrell Mitchell. He scored, and it's the touch football. Uh, Jerome Luai has more try assists than anyone in the competition the last two years. Nathan Cleary's had a fine couple of seasons. I think that Jerome Luai is far closer to Nathan Cleary than what the accolades are. He's an absolute superstar. Mm. Um, So I can't preach that anymore. I'm preaching the converted, I know, because our listeners are clearly converted and love the touch football. But anyway, uh, I'll ask you this, gentlemen. We're in our pretend car on our way to Coffs Harbour. Do you have a routine when you go to Port Macquarie or Coffs Harbour? Is there a stopover that you're always going for a coffee, a pie, uh, McDonald's? Is there a routine that you have? Always stop over at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, just past a rimba there. What's the order? Uh, it, because it's always an early morning drive. Mm. So it's a bacon and egg McMuffin meal with two hash browns. Get an extra hash brown. Yeah. And of course, a flat white with two equals. Yeah. What about you, Dean? Yeah, look, I'm guilty of the McDonald's stopover myself and... Uh, but it's only just a quick stopover for me. It's just through the drive-through, in and out, and uh, it's the double cheeseburger, no pickle. 
Oh. And it doesn't matter what time I'm going through. It can be early morning, late afternoon, evening. The sausage and egg McMuffin. Oh. have to have the sausage and egg Yuck. McMuffin. I'll tell you what. Now, doesn't I, my figure show that? I, I, I need – well, actually, Dean, my – I don't think I've ever gone from sitting to Port Macquarie successfully without going through the Golden Arches. My car now – sees the golden arches and the blinker puts itself on, right? <laughs> so so in it goes. But I want to give a challenge to somebody out there. You may be doing this on the way home, I suppose, because you're all health freaks and may not participate on the way up, but you'll all be participating on the way home, maybe at Raymond Terrace. Ask for the steam bun. So get yourself your cheeseburger or your double cheeseburger or your Big Mac or your quarter pounder and ask for the steam bun. They don't They don't advertise it, they'll do it. The steam bun is what they do for the fillet of fish. It'll change your oh, life. Oh, yes, okay. yes. It's it, softer. It, it, it'll ah. change your life. So next week on your way home, I want somebody to say, I tried the bloody steam bun. So they'll do a special order of a steam Just bun say, on, yeah, on, on any cor- burger you want. Any burger you want. But oh. they, they don't like – it's a bit of work for them, so they don't promote it at all. Yeah. But anyway. You know that's concerning that you actually know the nuances of McDonald's. Yes. Like that you, oh, yeah. The average Joe wouldn't even know nah. that. No. And you and you want to lose weight. I'm the only person who goes drive through and they say, just a regular order, Mr. Kane. Yes, yeah. uh, just a regular order. In fact, I'll tell you one story. My just wife's playing up there. Back the truck up, Mr. Kane. So I'll tell you a story. So I'm going through the bass statement and uh, preparing the bass statement for the accountant. And I'm seeing all these sort of entries, Fairlight Restaurant, right? And I'm looking at the restaurant and its mascot. And so after about three weeks, I said to Kobe, and, and some of our listeners may know Kobe Kane, and I said, Darling, you've been sort of, you know, going to mascot this restaurant. She said, no. I said, well, I'm seeing a lot of entries for 10 and 12 bucks of coffee and I'm just getting a little bit, you know, just wondering what's going on. It's either that or somebody's using our credit card. And she goes, I can rest assure you, I have not left the Shire and I'm most certainly not going to some restaurant called Fairlight. I said, okay. So about 10 minutes later, here I am at the drive-thru and I'm just waiting to pay and I look up on the board and, it says uh, McDonald's mascot, or Fairlight uh, Restaurant Trading as McDonald's mascot. That <laughs> was all of my entries. Anyway, we must talk origin, and it all starts uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow. The men's 30s kick us off. Uh, how do we expect that one to go, boys? The men's 30 series in the 2021 series. I actually think it could be one of the best series of the whole Origin campaign. Like We've got a cracking team in the men's 30s this year. We've uh, picked up a few of our... Um, would you call them retired men's open players? Scott Buckley, you've got Matt Tope in there. You've got the uh, the brothers from Parramatta being uh, Daniel and Tim Barton. We've got Tim Good there, Bart Hill, Tommy Daphne. We've got a really, really strong um, men's 30s team. But when you look at the Queensland team as well, they've picked a pretty strong lineup as well. So I actually think this is going to be a cracker of a series. Of course, New South Wales will get the job done. Yeah. But I actually think this will be a cracker of a series in the men's 30s. Uh, what we might do, gentlemen, is we might uh, – we've got a few fixtures to get through, so we'll be quite punctual. I'll get one of you guys to comment on it and we'll give a series score by the end of it. So, uh, Dean, how do you see the men's 30s going? Hard or head? No, Hard? this is all This is all head. All head? This is an unbiased podcast. 2-1 New South Wales. 2-1 New South Wales. Rightio, Traddy. 3-0 New South Wales. 3-0 New South Wales. It's notable mention, Tom Marr, Queensland, versus his brother, Dave Marr, New South Wales. Wow. Um, let's put a stink on, boys. Okay, let's <laughs> move on to women's 20s, boys. Peter Reid's not involved anymore. <laughs> the women's 20s, how do we see that one uh, shaping up? 
Well, I think this is this is probably one of the unknown quantities. So I think both teams are very exciting with with excellent talent. Yeah, majority of these players could actually step up and play in the women's opens for mine. I think it's going to be a, a high scoring game. Um, some really good young talent on display, and I will just say New South Wales two one in a decider. Yeah, I'll go to one New South Wales as well. Really impressed with the girls at the uh, the women's camp we held up in Nelson's Bay a couple yep. of weekends ago. I thought the the women's twenties really excelled. Yeah, uh, Kobe was up there and she was very impressed with some of the performances off the field as well by those at that women's camp. Uh, the women's open, Dean, you used to take us through that one. Yeah, look, uh, a really tough series this one. There's talent right across both teams. I'm favouring the New South Wales girls, and you know what? I think. Part of the success we're going to have in there is in the team management. Uh, Paul Sphere was actually one of our most successful Origin coaches ever. Yep. Um, moved over from the Men's Open into the Women's Open this year. Has got a really strong coaching lineup with him, Christian Frost and Simon Bassett. And I think that's where one of the keys for us is in this particular division. But stars, masses of Australian players on both sides of the fence here. But I'm going to go New South Wales 2-1 again. New South Wales 2-1, Traddy. Yeah, I, I agree with everything uh, Dean said. I think the focus in the women's will be more on defence with Paul Sphere there. I think they will break their duck. I can't remember the last time the women's won an Origin Series, but I'm going to go 2-1 and I think, yeah, maybe in a decider for mine. 2-1 in a decider. Okay, mm-hmm. Traddy, you take us through the men's open. Well, the men's open is an interesting division. Uh, both teams have had a little bit of reshuffling to do. Queensland not been successful in this division for a long time, but it's been very, very close. It just comes when the moments to win the game, New South Wales seem to get over the line, especially with players such as Dylan Hennessy, who's a generational player. Mate, for me, I think this series will be decided on adjustments, meaning I think which which coach and team adjust better from game one to game two and vice versa will take out the series. I'm expecting a very high-scoring game. I'm, I'm thinking around those 10-8, 10-9 scores, a little bit of T20 touch being played in this division at the moment. I'm going to go with New South Wales just barely to hang on, and I'm going to call that there'll be a drop-off in at least Ooh. at least one game, if not two. Wow. We're going to go through all these games, but we're also, I've got a couple of games for you guys, a few challenges, if you so wish. Uh, Dean, how do you see this shaping up? And then you can take us through the mixed open. Uh, look, yeah, I agree with Trey. I think the, the men's division is going to be a cracker. Um, the Queensland team, chock full of stars, uh, but we do have the best player in the world being Hennessy. But it's not just about Dylan. There are other like strike players around there. Jordan Marshall King's back playing at his best. You've got Langbridge there. You've got um, Jack Edwards and uh, Madalisto Masashi. Really, a really good lineup. And uh, I agree. I think there'll be a drop off somewhere in the in the lineup. With the mixed, however, I actually think this lines up really interestingly. The Queensland team. Chock full of stars. Parker, Wells, Maller, Price, Otto, De Rossi, Stevens, Harvey. Like, all stars. The New South Wales team is a really good team. Yeah. And I like the fact that team beats individuals all the time. And while I think that Queensland will sneak a game, I still think we'll get this by 2-1. Okie dokie. 2-1 as far as the mixed open is concerned, Traddy. Yeah, I, I, it's a tough one. This one, it's so strategic. I, I kind of going to say New South Wales three zip. Ooh, I think uh, I, I just like the the balance of this team. They've got a fair bit of variety. Um, I think three nil. Uh, men's twenties, the men's twenties, Traddy. 
Well, just like the men's opens, this is going to be a high-scoring affair, extremely entertaining, but you wouldn't expect anything less in men's 20. Some of these guys are going to break ankles the way they just step on a freaking dime. It's unbelievable. Um, on paper, I like New South Wales. I think Queensland will, will struggle somewhat to, um, to contain the likes of Josh Moffat, who's been in scintillating form. Uh, and, and there's a lot of tries in this for both teams. But on the other side of the coin, Jardel Bomb's form in the NTL was unbelievable. For a young kid, mm. he was my man of the series. He was wow. fantastic. Along with the natural boons of Seamus Edwards from North Queensland, if New South Wales don't D up on those two guys, those two guys alone will put them to the sword. I'm going to stick with New South Wales because purely on paper, they haven't had a lot of luck uh, in origin over the years with Queensland. But this is the year I think that New South Wales 20s will get up and I'm going to call 2-1 in three very high-scoring affairs. Ooh, how do you see this, Dean? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a little bit like the, the women's 20s as well, that, that unknown factor about how these two teams will line up. Uh, I like the inclusion of both Moffat boys for New South Wales. Um, probably Josh may have been pretty close to getting him an opens gig, I would have thought. Wow. Um, but his his game in the last 12 months has been spectacular and we've just got speed to burn and there's a bit of a toughness and edge about the men's 20s. So, yeah, I'm going to go with us again. Again, I'm only going to go 2-1. 2-1. Okay. Well, Dean, take us through the women's 27s. Now, after that, we're going to have a bit of a game. So what I'm going to do... I've dragged out a random number, uh, a letter rather, uh, which just happens to be my letter. And you're going to have to go through, Dean, go through the New South Wales players without looking at any lists, just rapid fire, what you know. It can be any player who starts with a J. First name starts with the J, Traddy. Yours can be the same. So start to think about that. But in the meantime, Dean, take us through the women's 27. Right, so this is my first 3-0 win for New South Wales. I really like our team here. Um, Skill across the board, speed across the board. Again, we've got a number of women's open players coming through. Uh, the Queensland team's a good team. They've got Chelsea Baker in there, uh, Talia Yarden. There's a, there are good players in the Queensland teams, Rachel Day. But I really like our lineup here. I like our balance. Um, the likes of Absalom, Regal, uh, you've got Katia, you've got Beath, you've got West, you've got Zaremski. Uh, well coached as well. Uh, and I think this one's our first 3 0 for mine. Traddy? Yeah, got to agree. I mean, on paper, certainly New South Wales, but the game's not played on paper. But no. I, I have had some eyes on, on the ladies' 27s over the last couple of months. Retouch football, of yes, course. Of course. And um, no, I think they look really good. Yeah. Well coached, as Dean said. Um, admirable Queensland team, but I just think, again, very unlucky not to get away with a win last year. I think up, up by one with two minutes to go in a decider and, and, and folded. But I think this is the year they've got a bit more experience, a little bit more individual brilliance, and they're very well structured. So I'm going to go with New South Wales. I'm going to go 3-0 as well. Right, our boys, uh, team sheets, you can't see them for the time being. Uh, we're going to go the Jays. So let's go rock, scissors, paper. And it's got to be rapid fire. You've got three seconds to throw a Jay out there. Dean throws a scissor, scissor, scissor. Couple of rocks. <laughs> Great radio, this. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, Traddy gets the scissor, which right. means Dean's got to start. Right. Dean, here we go. Jessica Potts, mixed open. Judd or Bob, 20s, boys. Uh, Jess Rosario, mixed open. They'll stay in the 20s, boys, with uh, James Hegedus. Jared Rodimer, mixed open. Ooh, nice. Ooh, men's opens, James Courtney. <laughs> Can I say I can't say players? In the That's same more division. than three seconds, mate. Yeah. All right, Josh. Uh, Josh Moffat. Twenties. Yours got to be a blue. He's got to be a maroon. Uh, okay. Uh, Jake Notley, men's opens. Jeremy Belcher, twenties. Jaden Bembo, men's opens. Jared Raider Boehner, 
Women's 20s, Jada Ferguson. Josh Phillips, men's 30s. You're good, boys. Uh, <laughs> men's 30s, Jess Green. Uh, James Shute, men's 30s. Uh, mixed opens, Justin Otto. Mixed seniors, Jason Say. Mixed opens, Jamin Bob. Bang. Justin um, Gossage, mixed seniors. Uh, women's 27, Jessica Johnson. That's a double J, by the way. <laughs> oh, double J's, Jack Jardine. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, women's 27, Jenna Rousel. Uh, Joanna Joe, another double J. Bonus points. Okay, well. If you get a triple J, you win, right? Yeah, men's 35s, James Harrington. Um, women's 45s, Joe Hensley. What about men's 35s, Jazzy, Jazzy, double S, Buller. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. J- Judy Collins, women's 45s. Uh, men's 35s, Josh McCormack. What about Jimmy James Randall from the men's 60s? Okay, I'm going to throw one out there. How about, a, how about a, an assistant coach? Joseph Dimes oh, yes. from Men's 35. You're, 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 you're scrapping. Well. That's all right. You've got him on the, oh, on the ropes. I'm John throwing Salmon. him off his game. Yeah. Okay. Mix, mix opens. Justin Otto. James Marks, Men's 50s. Oh, not too bad. Okay. Women's 27 is Jenna Rousel. Uh, John Tuavasa. Oh, men's 50s. Shex. Yes. Women's 35. Jasmine Silk. Jasmine Silk coming back. Um, mm. Jessica Alston from the women's 35s. Okay, women's 35s. Why not? I'll take the coach, John Burke. John O'Bailey, men's 35s. Oh, this is good. Oh, very, very good. How many J's are there? <laughs> yeah. Women's 45s, Jennifer Anderson. Uh, James Salavaggio from the men's 35s. Women's 60s, John Patterson. About the big Jolie Begnall from the coaching staff of the oh, men's 20s. Wow. Okay. Men's 55s. Jeffrey Garrick. Joel Willoughby, coach of the men's open. Okay. Here we go. This is, these are too good. You're going to decide this. The first to get a Z out. Dave Zanetti. <laughs> now he's got to start with a Z. Oh, come on, mate. Yeah. You can't change the rules. The first to get a Z will win this. I don't know if we've got a, someone who starts well, with a Z. I think we have. I think we have. Have a think about it, boys. Z, 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 starting with a Z. It can be from either state, by the way. I'll give you a clue. Is there any Zara's out there? Zane Cox, men's 20s. Thank you Zara and good Nichols. night. Zoe Parrish. Zoe Parrish. Too late, mate. Zoe Parrish. Queensland win it. He threw me. I was so mad, concentrating nah. on my J's. No. Zara Hartley could have yeah. been another one. Thank so. you, Zane yeah. Cox. You got me the win. There good you man. Go. So well done, Traddy. There's another game coming up too, gentlemen. Uh, but let's move on to our previews. The men's 30s. Uh, Traddy, take us through the men's 30s. Well, I think the men's 30s, as we said earlier, I think for me this is going to be the best series because primarily both of these teams have got both sides of the court covered. Offence and defence really like the team. I really like New South Wales. I've had a bit to do with them like as far as watching them. Really structured and well done. The key for me will be uh, the men's 30s, you know, their ability to defend, which I think is going to be very, very important. But you've got people in the the Queensland men's 30s like like Tom Quinn-Livin, who is just lightning, like mm. lightning. So you can't coach speed. That's that X factor. That's something New South Wales don't have. Uh, Lawrence Oboleta, just wonderful individual skills. He's been a great player, great footwork, great hands for a long time. So I think there's some really good, you know, Tom Marr versus Dave Marr, we mentioned that, the, the brothers. So they certainly got some claims. I just like the smarts in the men's 30s. Just, just really composed. Just on the, the comment about the speed, boys, if... If every male is on the start line over the touched field, which is what seventy meters, yep, who wins? Every available male in every age group from Origin or just all up from from Origin. I'm going oh. Kaya, um, Kaya Adida. 
Yeah. Is that in, in the men's? Uh, yeah, he plays men's 20s. Yes. Yeah. Lightning. Well, uh, yes. I have to, Jordan Jordan Hill, who's not playing, did an ACL and had to withdraw, is yeah. one of the quickest things I've seen. Wow. Like, I mean, he's quick. He's serious quick. Is he doing and Russell quick? <laughs> no, no. No, not as quick as you in a drive-thru. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I do believe Kaya beats him. I think Kaya's got him. So wow. Kaya is serious, serious speed. Okay, I'm keen and to see Ken Kaya. And Ken Singh. Yeah, on, can on, sing while he's, really? while he's sprinting. Um, so he can dance as well? You can't yep. be quick. If you're yep. quick, you can dance, you can Mate. sing. That is unbelievable. On the women's start line, across both states, oh. all age groups. Wow. Mm. I reckon that's going to be a very close finish. A blanket finish. Are the 20s girls quicker than the open girls? Typically or not? No, it's probably it's pretty much yeah. even yeah. to be honest yeah. across the board. Like, I don't yeah. know that there's an absolute standout flyer like like Kaya's an absolute standout flyer. Yeah. I just don't know that there's a standout flyer in the women's game, and there's a, a number of them mm. who are all pretty close to the mark. So, like Bella Slattery can run, but she's more a power runner, like yeah. a like a beach sprinter type. Yeah. Type run, not and you're not talking over the 70, you're just not talking those short, sharp, that's right, 10, mm. 20, 25, 30 metre sprints. So, hard um, to say, isn't it? If someone comes to mind, uh, towards the end of the show, let us know. Oh, Dean. Co- Courtney Young, yeah, Courtney yeah, Young can Courtney, move, yeah, she can, she's deceptively quick, yep, she can mow Okay, uh, Dean, we move on to the mixed. Uh, do we have a score, boys? Ben's 30s. Try to you say clean sweep, no, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say clean sweep, but I'll, but I'll give a rap to both coaches, Mitch Smith. Seriously good coach, great job with the CQ Bulls at NTL and Jason Martin doing good things with the team that's, you know, a lot of uh, experienced players. I'm going to go New South Wales. I'm going to go 2-1. I've got to give a lot of respect to that Queensland team. Okay, yeah, I'm 2-1 the Blues. 2-1 the Blues. Dean, the mixed seniors. Yeah, look, uh, and again, the same, um, as I said, for the mixed open, you've got the Queensland team that is just chock full of superstars, uh, like, Goodwin, Kelly Goodwin, you've got Dave Zanetti, you've got Daniel Withers, Scott Prince, um, Hayley McAnally, uh, like just stars right across the board, um, coached by Gavin Shuka, who we all know and was yeah. Tradies Australian captain for many years in the Men's Open. So, um, But the thing about our mixed team, it's, it is a team and it's probably got one of the most um, astute coaching minds when it comes to mixed play, wow. Manu Wakely. Uh, and he will have plays up his sleeve that people haven't seen yet. And uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to New South Wales, but I'm going to say Queensland will win the first game. Wow. On their uh, up against the ropes with a major comeback. Uh, there you go. That is the mixed seniors. Uh, how do you see that score on Traddy? Oh, I'm going to go three zip Queensland. Wow. Yeah, they're just like Manu. I agree with everything that Dean's saying. I mean, you've got two coaches here, Gavin Shuka and Manu Wackley, who are surgeons. Yeah. And they'll just dissect each other, dissect the game. And that alone, for me, is worth the price of admission, which is zero, by the way, if you're heading up to Coffs Harbour. <laughs> but, you know, you've got Dave Zanetti, you've got Kelly Goodwin, Dan- Daniel Withers, one of the best leaders, you know, you'll ever come across in the game of touch. Tim Gladesbrook, Lambros, just too much experience for mine um, and too much load for. For Manu to carry, I believe nothing wrong with the nothing wrong with the New South Wales mixed team. Fantastic players, mm. but you're talking about Hall of Famers almost in the senior mixed in Queensland. So I, I just don't know how they get beat. 
Okie dokie. Go the Blues. Uh, men's 35s. Oh, this is a this is a good good division. Look, I'm, I'm going to come straight out. I I just think uh, men's 35 Queensland will be too tough. Okie dokie. Yeah, I, I mean we've got some good players. Willie Bishop. A lot of a lot of stuff will revolve around Willie Bishop for New South Wales and Stephen Tashi. But you have a look at the men's 35s. James Mook Harrington, Kanui Cox will be at them all day. He yeah. will just be at them all day, driving them bonkers. They've got to hold their their composure with Kanui on the field. Graham Clancy, and then there's one name. Amongst all names, Nathan Jones, game set match, one of the best players the game's ever seen. Wow, uh, Dean, how do you see it playing out? Oh, it pains me to say, like I can't. I'd love to see our guys um, pull a rabbit out of the hat here. I just can't see it. Like it, this is, I think this is Queensland's best team. Right. Sad, um, but there's two teams on the field. That's Anything right. Can happen. In a two-horse race. So come on, the Blues. As I say, Dean, pressure. Some eat it, some get eaten by it. Pressure can blast pipes open, but can blast diamonds. So you never, never know. Exactly. Uh, take us. We're going to go for another challenge after this in a minute, boys. But uh, the women's 35s, this is the reason I'm going up to Coffs Harbour. I can't wait for it. Yes, your lovely wife, Kobe Kane, is in the New South Wales team. Uh, this is a really interesting series. You've got the New South Wales team, chock full of experience, chock full of skill, probably a little bit older than the Queensland team in the the mix of women's 35s. And then you've got a really strong women's 35s group from Queensland, Kelly Woods, Bo Dela Cruz, one of the legends of the game, uh, Jasmine Silk, who we haven't seen for a number of years but played under 20s for Australia, Katie Shaw, McTaggart, um, Serena Albert, Tina McElveen played for Australia Women's Open. This is like a throwback to, like, the late 90s, early 2000s mm. women's open because you've got superstars right across the board. I'm going to back our girls on the back that you've got Anna Gleeson, who is just the toughest competitor you will ever want to meet. And One of the best off-ground oh, uh, on the camp, apparently. MVP, off-field, yeah. off yes. MVP. Um, Kobe Kane said she loved when uh, when she came home. and you know, Kobe's asleep, by the way, and there's a phone torch Shot straight in her eyes, and Anna yeah. may have been or may not have been uh, part of the reason that happened. Yeah, one of she's best on ground and best off ground on mm. many occasions. Anna, you've also got the likes of Kate Hilliard, who I'm really looking forward to seeing play for the New South Wales for the first time. Um, you've got the Ma sisters, or Don Barlow, and also Gab Ma or Gab Rose. I can still call them Mars yeah. from all my years mm. of coaching. Gab Rose is just an absolute standout legend. And Trady mentioned earlier about uh, um, being a leader, probably one of the best captains I've ever seen in my life, yeah. Gab Rose. And you've also got someone in this team that has skill sets that can just brain teams. I saw her win a state cup final on one arm. Wow. She had a busted shoulder, which is Kylie Wardrobe um, or Kylie Stewart. Uh, as she's now married as well. So I keep going back to all their maiden names when I was coaching them. But um, she's an absolute brilliant player, um, reads the game so well and has got, like, sublime skills. So I reckon this is a really tough one. I'm going to back our girls 2-1, but I won't be surprised if this is either two or three drop-offs. Yeah, I, I think of, when you think of Kylie Stewart and uh, Gab Rose, I, I think that those two girls were so unlucky to not be born in an era of the NRLW. I think they would have absolutely carved up. Uh, and I want to have a shout-out, too, for maybe a name change. The number nine, Sarah Lamb, who becomes Sarah Steele. Uh, we were there at the wedding, uh, Dean. I can say this, a backyard wedding. 
Is there anything better than a backyard wedding, Dean? If if Kobe and I did it again, I, I would very much be recommending to Kobe that the backyard, it's the best day, isn't it? Oh, it was an unbelievable day. Yeah. And uh, the wedding was beautiful, Sarah looked beautiful, and the after party was better. Yeah, mm. yeah absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll also say this, um, one thing about these girls, many of these girls, and, and many people may not know this, they have been training in all the lead up to the gallon fights, Gal's been training with them up the sand hills and they're giving they're pushing him up that hill. So uh, have they played a part in the Paul Gallon career? Who knows? Has Paul Gallon played a part in maybe them winning this series? Who knows? But anyway, uh, righty, we've got a few more games to get through, boys. But before we do that, I thought we might break it up with uh, I'm going to throw a few Origin Rugby League players and I'd love to you for any of these. Uh, players to align them with a player that you see similarities. So, Dean, I'll give you the New South Wales players. Trady, you can have the Queenslanders. We'll start with Isaiah Yeo, Dean. All right, Isaiah Yeo. Um, I'm going to match him up with Daniel Langbridge. Mm. Like, Daniel is just this hard-working, hard-running, always in the right spot at the right time, gives you just as good as you get from the beginning of the game. You're still getting exactly the same effort at the end of the game. So, probably Dan. Okay. Uh, Traddy, I'm going to pick uh, Cameron Munster. Now, Cameron Munster is the type of bloke who, and it doesn't have to be a bloke who you're mentioning, uh, who is, no matter how prepared or underprepared he is, how he presents himself, he's a lovable rogue. As hard as you'll go on the field, he'll probably go off the field. Who is that Queenslander uh, in the Queensland squad who most represents Cameron Munster? No, the monster. The monster for me would be someone like Dave Zanetti. <laughs> I've got to meet Dave. Oh, you've got to meet Dave. So Dave is one of those guys that you just want to just punch in the head when you're playing <laughs> against him. <laughs> yeah. And when you're playing with him, he's a lovable rogue. You can't get enough of him. Great leader. Mm. Um, he's at you. He's in here. He's never a moment's peace. And, and then just when you think he's all lip-lip, you take your eye off him. He just tortures you on the field. So he's got all the attributes and doesn't let the banter affect his ability to play. So... The monster's Dave Zanetti for me. The work I've chosen for you next, Dean, is Damien Cook. Now, Damien Cook is a player, things came to him not so easily, came a little bit later, uh, worked his butt off, and uh, to assume uh, supremacy, I suppose, it's his jersey, the number nine, Damien Cook. Who most compares to him, do you think? Uh, well, no disrespect to the ladies, but I'm going to go to the women's 35s team and mm. Kate Hilliard. Yes. Um, exactly what you said, come late to the to the Origin series, if you like, um, but is dangerous, is skillful, is quick out of half, reads the game really well, has a really tough and hard competitor like Cook. So I think Kate would be there. Damien Cook. Uh, your next one, Traddy. Daily Cherry Evans. DCE. So, all right, so DCE for me would be Hayley Maddock from the Women's Opens. Yes. Uh, Hayley's a great, great player. I believe she should be a great, 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 great player, but she's so unselfish. Yes. Like, so DCE is a guy who gets your team around the park, lays and plays, plays a distributor, and then all of a sudden, bang, takes you on when you least expect it, opens the game up and takes control by the scruff of the neck. Hayley Maddock has that ability where she's so unselfish, she plays for everybody else, but then give her good ball with some room, forget it, it's good night. Beautiful passing both way, great leadership, and very, very unassuming. Okay, dokie. I'll stay with you, Traddy. Christian yep. Welsh. Now, Christian Welsh, this may be some reason why New South was so dominant, because the games, Cleary was poor in the grand final. Well, I won't say poor, but he was below his best. Mm. And in the decider last year. Now, the primary reason was Christian Welsh absolutely drove him mad. Well, Christian mm. Welsh left the game on Wednesday night early due to HIA. Who's the Christian Welsh in the Queensland camp? 
So Welch, great player. I was very devastated when the Dragons were talking him uh, at the end of 2020, and they didn't. He changed his mind and stayed at the Storm. And and I think if you see last week, yeah. Welch was like just at Nathan Cleary again, yep. all day, all day. So for me, I've already mentioned that's Kanui Cox, right? Like a hard man, hard yards, not so flamboyant, but he just picks the main player, right? The biggest man in the in the, in yep. the playground and says. I'm going to go with you. Canoey Cox. Canoey Cox. He just, he'll be at them all day. He goes at him, goes at him. He just tries to be the enforcer and the leader of his team, and he'll, he'll pick the biggest bloke, not the smallest. Okie dokie. Nathan Cleary for you, Dean. All right, Nathan Cleary. I'm going to go with Women's Open, Hannah Dyball. Um, similar skill set, like, but can direct the team around the park. But if an opportunity comes up to change direction, She'll go yeah. and she'll take the team with her. Um, really calm, head on her shoulders, great skills, reads reads the defensive line, um, doesn't seem to get flustered at all. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Hannah Dyball. Yep, just uh, error-free. They just get through, get the assignment done. Staying with you, Dean, uh, I think we've pretty much covered this one off. I'm suspecting we'll get the same answer. Uh, the Fox. Oh, yeah. Josh had okay. Yeah, yeah. it'd have to be Kyra Adida. Yeah. Have to be Kyra Just... That brutal, pure pace that he has. Um, I I just hope that he gets to take an intercept off his own line and, and people see how quick this kid is. He's uh, he's a talented player. It's not just his speed. He does have skills as well. But, yeah, if I'm going to Fox, it's Kaya. How old's Kaya? Uh, he'd be 19, 18, 19. 19. Um, and what, what body shape would you say he has? Uh, tall and lean. Tall and lean. So, like the Fox? Ah, oh, yeah, he's not obviously not as solid as the fox, but yeah, similar, yeah. similar makeup. Yeah, I might be in touch, Kai. We'll, we'll see if we can get your rugby league contract. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, and the final one, we'll wrap up with you, uh, Trady. Valentine Holmes. Mm, now, when you think of Valentine Holmes, naturally gifted player. Yeah. Uh, as we all know, tried his hand at NFL, worked really, really hard to go to NFL. Didn't work out. Yep. Came back and worked hard enough to get back into uh, in NRL shape and and finally reclaimed his spot at fullback. So for me. That's probably from the women. Oh, sorry, from the mixed opens in Queensland. That'd be Paige Parker. Right. Really good footballer. Played for Australia. Um, tried her hand and was fairly successful playing for um, playing in the women's AFL. Wow. Yeah, I think for was it Brisbane or Gold Coast? A big yep. pardon. Yeah, because Gold Coast girl played for the Gold Coast. Worked her backside off, which was great. Realised the game isn't as good as touch football. <laughs> the money wasn't there, or it probably was. And has come back to touch and worked really hard again. And now finds herself playing representative touch again. So. Um, yeah, Paige Parker's my Valentine Holmes. I love that. I love that. Uh, Rightio, gentlemen, let's wrap up uh, the games. Let's move on, Dean, to the men's 40s. Yeah, look, um, this series promises to be an interesting one. Um, the, the Queensland team is a, a good balanced team. It's um, no out-and-out superstars, if you like, but they just have a really good balance. Uh, and then we've got our team. I like the look of our team, especially with the, the addition of... Uh, Johnson, Mitchell, Reynoldson, all in the team together now. Drew Davies from Manly is a. I've always felt that he's a great, great player. Uh, Adam for him brings speed, and and they've got Mick McDonald coaching. And Mick McDonald has the uncanny knack at state of origin level of winning series that you may not think he can win. Mm. And I definitely think he can win this. So I'm going to go with the Blues, and I'm actually going to go this one three nil. Wow. Uh, what I love about this, uh, well, I don't know many of these players. I know some of these players, but uh, Dave Rose, uh, this, this bloke here, one of the great students of the game. And what I love about Dave Rose, 
there are people who know everything and there are people who are absolute sponges who want to learn off everyone and anyone, and that's Dave Rose. So that's why uh, he's going to have a massive future, which he's already had a great uh, past, but a massive future both uh, as a player and coaching the game. Traddy? Yeah, I think there's some certainly some big names in the men's 40s. Dave Rose couldn't agree more. You know, very composed, um, playing under his age, to be honest, or above his age, whichever way you want to look at it, and doing a great job in that 40s. And you're right, Mick just finds a way to win. Um, he could turn water into wine, that guy. So I do like the men's 40s. I, I think 2-1 to New South Wales. And I am going to predict a drop-off in game two. Ooh, okay. Uh, I don't know who win it, but that's where I'm predicting. Rightio, women's 40s. Um, Oracle? Oh, I do, li- I do like this team. I do like this team. I think Edith Nathan, her first debut in an origin uh, coach position with Natalie Little uh, as her assistant, done a really, really good job with this team. Um, the thing about this team is the, the way the women have embraced the new strategy, the commitment. They look really good. Uh, Kelly Jean Johnson... Uh, great, but the name that stands out for me, Melissa Mitchell, composed, experienced, really smart. But Katrina Haddon making her return to New South Wales, like really one of the all-star New South Wales greats and touch football greats going back 10 years. Mm. And I really like what she brings to this team. She's just such a leader. So it, nothing, nothing phases her. And looking, you know, she had a few injury problems she's overcoming now. I think she'll be the difference. And I'm going to go with New South Wales. But I'm going to go 2-1 because I do like the balance in the Queensland team. I like, you know, Zara Hartley. Um, I like Maria Griffin. Uh, I, Carla Clayton. I, you know, they're a really good side too. But I'm going to go with New South Wales. No drop-offs. New South Wales 2-1. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as Traddy. I'd really like this team from New South Wales. Uh, I've got them 2-1 and I've got them wrapped up in two games. So I think they'll get the job done in the first two games. And then, unfortunately, it happens a lot in, in State of Origin. When you've won the series, it's hard to get up for that third game. So I'm going to go 2-1, wrap it up in the first. But I also want to give a shout-out, like Trady said, not just to Edith, but this year in State of Origin, we've got four female coaches coming through, which is fantastic. We've got Edith and her assistant, um, Natalie Little, in this division. Obviously, Carly Banks in the women's, and she's been at this level for... Uh, so mix open, sorry, and she's been at this level for a while. And then in the women's 20s, we've got Rohar Paki, who's another really promising coach coming through. So it's great to see female coaches coming through at this level. Uh, Dean, we move on to the women's 45s. A shout-out for my mate, uh, Belinda Thompson, who's doing wonderful things as a coach, by the way. She has uh, won a couple of state cups now for Cronulla and uh, been a part of the... Um, the Rebels uh, stuff as well, so well done to B. But I do think uh, she's becoming the Johnny Farnham, I think, of, <laughs> of touch football. I'm fairly confident B's told me she retired about seven times, but I keep seeing her name on the team sheet, Dean. Well, yes, she has retired a few times. I know Belinda pretty well, but <laughs> she, there's a challenge there because I, Haleen Grogan from Queensland, I reckon she's retired 20 times. Is that right? Yeah, I coached Haleen many, many, many years ago at, uh, in a mixed senior Australian team. Uh, that won the, the Seniors World Cup. Beautiful woman, great, and just loves a laugh, loves a laugh. But the teams themselves, um, I actually think they're pretty evenly matched in this division, and um, it could be a toss of a coin. I, I like the balance we've got here. Um, I like the, the coaching uh, alignment we've got with um, Graham Fleming and Craig Beecroft. They're a bit yin and yang, and they, they work off each other really well and bring different elements to it. So I'm going to go New South Wales in a scrappy one, 2-1. How do you see that scoreline, Traddy? Mm, I'm not going to be popular, but I'll, I'll, I'll switch that. Wow. I see Queensland 
Two one. That's, Two, that's one. maybe unpopular. Right, yeah. Let's move on to the men's forty fives. Uh, full of characters. You got Clayton Blackman. He's the uh, assistant coach. Uh, so good on you, big fella. Uh, we've got. Uh, this will be Murph Watch. It's all about Murph Watch. The tweets will start coming out very shortly about Murph Watch, and it'll be Paul McPherson who will be largely behind that. But how's the men's forty five shape up, Traddy? Yeah, pretty good team. I think this whole um, division will be be decided by one thing: how well can Troy Morgan and, and Jared O'Keefe and Still Talon and Robbie Vell, all really good players, very well coached by Joe Schweitzer, who's had a lot of experience. How well can they handle Tony Eltashi? That's it. The mercurial Tony Eltashi. If Tony's allowed to dominate the game, which he so often does and just finds a way to do that, yeah. Queensland won't win. If they can hold him out, then I think it's it's a toss of the coin. But I've just known Tony too long to suggest that he's going to find a way to win. To pick him apart. Mm-hmm. Dean, do you agree? Uh, yeah, I do. I think it's 2-1 in New South Wales. Even though Queensland have got uh, a couple of ex-New South Wales players, Chris Ferguson, uh, the tongue. He always plays with his tongue out like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Uh, and Scotty Eisenhower. I think it's Scotty Eisenhower from Wagga who may have moved up there. So young under-20s player in when Jesus played fullback for Jerusalem. <laughs> um, so, But, yeah, I like our guys. It's a pretty strong lineup, And you do have Tashi, um, Cal Mitchell's there, Dave Roberts exceptionally good leader of this team. Wayne Gleeson can step off a five-cent piece. Um, Dean Murphy with speed. Darren Swain, good solid player. Um, and Chris Benfield's got that much knowledge about the game. He's probably forgotten more than most remember. So um, And Les Smith making, I think, his first run at New South Wales level as a really talented player as well. So I'm backing our guys 2-1. He's, oh. a, he's a Pat Batiste lookalike. Like dead set, they're, they're you dead put set. that on anyone. Oh, I don't know who's getting the rough end of the stick there, but they're dead set twins. Is there any other lookalikes out there? Can you think of anyone who you think, oh, that's uh, that's blah blah blah? Oh, have a think about it. If anything comes to mind that. by the end, we'll, we'll share yeah. those as well. Nick Musa, what's that bloke? Croup. He looks Croup. like Groove yeah. from uh, Despicable Me. He's a dead set lookalike there. Uh, keep them coming through, and, and maybe uh, however you wish to communicate with us, feel free to dob in a teammate as to who they look like. Uh, men's fifties, Dean. Yeah, look, the men's 50s, again, a really strong lineup here for this age category. Um, they've got one of the absolute legends of the game in Dean McManus playing. But across the board, they've got some really talented players here. Um, I think this division really comes down to discipline. If the New South Wales team can keep their discipline, uh, then we're a big shot in this, and I would go 2-1 for our guys. Uh, if they lose their discipline, we could be in some Barney rubble. Yeah, a shout out too for Paulie Cray. Now, Paulie Cray coaches the Young Panthers, and uh, I've got to say, in the lead up to the State Cup, the Panthers were not a team I was at all concerned about. But, but to my own detriment, I completely underrated the coach. Actually, I didn't underrate the coach because I've always had a massive rap on uh, Paulie Cray, but I, I probably uh, knew that he would have had some more tricks up his sleeve. And uh, rest assured, uh, alongside Nathan Fien, they tied the final. But Paul Cray on a count back, I believe, won it. So well done, Paulie, and the Young Panthers there. Just on that, I'm just looking at my wrong list here, Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, Joel, I've actually been talking about the men's 55s. Then, oh, okay. But I, thought Dean, I thought Dean got Dean McManus got a call up. He almost had a heart attack <laughs> driving up. Yeah, that's okay. Because he's done a U-turn and head back. I'm not going. <laughs> no. So, yeah, I was talking about the men's 55s. Yeah, well, we'll stick with the men's 50s. And, and for me, I mean, you're right, Paul Cray's a very uh, unassuming coach. He's doing some good things. Def- he's a, you know what he is defensively. Mm. He is a. He's very very hard to score on. Mm. Paulie Cray, very yep. hard to score yep. on. Yep. 
And the players love him. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's one of the keys. You know, before you get to strategy and that, you've got to have buy-in from the players, and he gets that from mm. him. He's a, he's a really good bloke, really good coach. So, too, is, is Pete Shefford uh, in the men's 50s for Queensland. So that in itself is, you know, you can tell, obviously, I like the coaching matchups. Yeah. I like to sit in the stands and, and, and look at the chess game going on. But I like both of those coaches. Um, I'm probably, again, I like John... Tulvasa, who's the father of Roger Tulvasa, Sheik's going to be exciting to watch. I mean, the guy's at... Has at, he played Origin level before? No, this is his debut at 50. Oh, wow. Whatever, I'm just going to call it 50 and give him a rap, John. Um, but gets the ball, expect freakish things. Like his son. Like yeah. His son. You can see that the acorn didn't fall far from the tree. Go and watch the game, right? And, and without anyone telling you who he is... There is absolutely no need for a DNA test because he is <laughs> yeah. a client. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yep. at the, at, and he's so fit. It's the same step. He's breaking ankles all over the place. Yep. You watch the game for two minutes. I could get at any random who knows rugby league and say, Rightio, watch this game for three minutes and tell me who Roger Tuivasa Schick's yep. dad is, and you'd know it's Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unbelievable. He, I'd like to see him a little bit closer to the action. Um, I think he's out on the wing at the moment. That may change, but it's his debut. So yeah. look, look for some good things from him. And one of my all-time favourite players I like to watch is John Salmon. Right. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he's he'll do great things. He's been a, a stalwart for New South Wales. But I'm going to go with Queensland on this one. I'm the bad guy again. Just, you know, Shane Rigby, one of the most experienced players, real heart and soul of that is, Queensland Is his nickname Eleanor? No. <laughs> Good old Riggers. Back in the day yeah. when he played and he had the mullet, and he played Queensland men's opens. He used to remind me a lot of John John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh, yes. So when I was coaching against him, because I was coaching New South Wales, I used to call him the Cougar. Oh, yeah. But it, Riggers is great. Uh, Robert Sinclair-Smith, uh, Rob Day, I just think they've got a little bit too much experience there. And I said, Pete Shefford, Paul Cray, I'm going to be the unpopular one again and, and go, I hope I'm wrong, yep. but I'm going Queensland 2-1. Okay, Prove me wrong, boys. Prove me wrong. Yeah, I'm going the other way. New well, South Wales 2-1. Well, we were jumping I think on, we can match that and raise them. We were <laughs> jumping on the station at Sutherland. Dean was already at Cogra because he was already talking about the men's 55s. <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, let's just stay on the 55s then, shall we, Traddy? The men's 55s. Uh, yeah, I, I like New South Wales there. I think, again, I, I'll, I'll echo um, Dean. So Dean McManus is, is excellent. And as long as the cranky old man, you know, you've got Derek Duguid, you know, Dave McDonald and... Brett Gillard, like just some real prominent names, but, 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 but. Boys, stop being cranky old men. Don't end up in the sin bin. The game is played 6v6, and if you play Queensland 6v6 for three games, you'll win. Yeah. If you don't, you will lose. It's that simple. Right, okay. Well, there you go. That's the men's 55s. Just, just to, and I have sort of been waxing lyrical uh, and lavish with praise on Paulie Cray. But I'm going to throw up this an early Blues Award nominee. If if he wins the 12s State Cup with Penrith, who arguably there were more talented sides, and if he wins the men's 50s State of Origin, such diverse teams, 12s and a 50s, he's got to be at least in the conversation when it comes to the Coach of the Year. At he, least, he also uh, coached <laughs> Mets... 16's girls. Right. So there's some diversity. 12's boys. Right. 16's girls. Yep. And men's There you go. So he's in the conversation at least anyway. Uh, To wrap it up, gentlemen, it is the men's 60s. The dancing dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, it's... um, I actually think this will be a really interesting division. Again, uh, we've got a lot of talented players and and guys who have played for a lot of years, heaps of experience. Um, 
and no disrespect to anyone in this division, but I think this is the one division where injuries play a key part because both teams match up really well. So the, the, the team that can get through with the least amount of niggles, I think, probably takes this. And I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the way that our guys have presented themselves and the way they're going about it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with them for a 2-1 victory. 2-1 victory to the men's 60s. Traddy, how do you see it going now? Oh, it's a toss of a coin, isn't it? And you're right, Dean. It's all about injuries and preparation. Um, and it's a new division to origin, so we've never really seen it. But I, I do like New South Wales. I do like them here. And, and it's purely just on experience, which sounds really silly when you talk about men's 60s. But I'm talking about people like James Randall, Gordon Parrish, Mick Pearsall especially, and Wayne Brennan. They've been around for a while. They know what it's at at the top level. Over in the Queensland side, Peter Top will, in my opinion, undoubtedly be the fittest man out of both teams. Um, Greg Young. So I just think New South Wales have a little bit more experience at big game level than Queensland. And therefore, I think they'll just hold their nerve a little bit better and um, and probably rehab a little bit better. And I'm going to go with New South Wales on a 2-1. 2-1. There you go, Dean. How do you see that going? Yep, I'm the same, mate. 2-1 for me. I think they've, uh, exactly what Traddy said, that just that level of experience. Look, yeah, look Greg Young there, Australian Hall of Famer. Um, Peter Hawes in Queensland as well. Peter Top, but I just, I like our boys in this one. Uh, a little uh, last look-alike, unless you guys have got other ones as well. My daughters think that uh, the, great, the great Kylie Stewart uh, looks like Katie Holmes. You see a little bit of that? Yeah, I can see a little bit of that. A little bit of no. Holmes. No. What? But I'll tell you one oh, thing. You see, I'll tell you one thing. Kylie Stewart be, oh, would can. not be as stupid to marry Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, Brad Wardrobe's no Tom Cruise. No, no, no exactly. Dave Stewart's no. Brad, no, no, no Brad, Brad's say, a listen, bloody brother. This not, is New South Wales, yeah, not Tasmania, sorry. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave Stewart, of course, one of the greats. Uh, great man. I love Dave Stewart. He is one of the greats, let me tell you that. Had a few qualities with him many, many times. But anyway, that wraps us up. Uh, all the best. Uh, safe driving or... Uh, maybe on a plane, you're listening via a podcast, however you're doing so. We wish you all the best that you get through, first and foremost, unscathed, and hopefully you come back with the winner's medal, Dean. But to everyone up there, uh, go the Blues, go the Maroons, and uh, may it be a well-fought contest. Hey, 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 cut that, go the Maroons out. Go the Blues. (laughs) Go well, folks.